All right, so today we're going to talk uh, a little bit more because uh, people like for me to talk. So uh, welcome to Conversations with Chris. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, 31, number 31. This is our 31st episode. And today I'm going to talk about um, being perfectly you. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, well, everyone strives to be perfect, uh, or at least a lot of people do. And there is no such thing as perfect because, you know, perfect is in the eye of the beholder. So in order to be perfect in your own way, you have to be perfectly you. And I was having a conversation with a client and we were talking about this exact uh, situation where the person strived for perfection. But the perfection they were using, the perfection idea they had was a perfection that um, doesn't exist because it's defined by someone else. And if you define perfection from someone else's stance, it's always going to be changing and there's no way you're ever going to be perfect uh, in their eyes. And even if you are, then you still have to try to maintain perfect in another person's eyes and another person's eyes and another person's eyes. And perfect is a really like extreme word. Let's be honest. None of us are even close to perfect. And so perfect isn't something that's actually attainable. It's actually more of a uh, practice or a process of living your life to be the best you you can be. And we often say that in yoga is how can we be our best self? How can we be a little bit better than yesterday, right? Win one minute at a time, win 10 minutes at a time, win an hour at a time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the idea and the concept of it is, is that you're never going to achieve this level of perfection that you so desire. And you're never going to have all the confidence in the world because you achieved a level of perfection. You're going to gain a lot of confidence from surviving and thriving through experiences. That's where confidence comes from. That's where you're going to gain the belief in yourself. That's where you're going to grow. And that's how you're going to get yourself into a place that's going to be really healthy and really um, balanced as far as understanding that perfection is not obtainable. Perfectly you is if you're perfect by yourself, meaning that you act in accordingly with everyone around you so you're always being the best you you can be with everybody you come in contact with in my opinion that kind of gives you your perfect self uh so if you can kind of make that happen then you know rock star status that's what uh that's what the teachers that's what the gurus that's what the people that are desirable for other people to be around um have achieved is basically they're comfortable in their own skin they're great if they're alone they're great if they're in a crowd they're great in any situation because they know who they are. They're not seeking validation from anyone else. And they are perfectly themselves. And uh, once you understand that that's the concept and that's the way it is, then you choose to start living your life in a way of looking at other people and recognizing their goals, recognizing their aspirations. If they're striving to be perfect, what does that mean to them? What are they looking for? What do they need in order to accomplish that? And if you're going to be a teacher, a leader, or any type of influencer in this world today, you're going to need to know what you're up against and what you're working with. And without knowing uh, where the end is, it's kind of hard to start heading in a direction. So what we have to find out is really what they're trying to accomplish and where they're trying to get to. And most of the time, that perfection idea that they're talking about has nothing to do with perfection and everything to do with their best self, which if they could just be that, that would be perfection to them. 
So, living in this world of imperfect people where you're guaranteed 100%, no doubt, that if you go out in society, especially in this country, that you're going to be let down um, by numerous people if you have expectations or attachments or ideas of how you're supposed to be treated or behave. Um, today is September 11th, and that's a big day because 22 years ago, I think today, uh, was when the terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers took place in America, which was the last time that the United States of America was united. And for those of you who weren't alive for that experience, um, those of us that were, we'll never forget it and we'll always kind of cherish those memories um, in the most healthy and humble way. Um, it was a beautiful experience, after, you know, tragic, obviously, but the, uh, the way the country came together, the unification of what America looked like afterwards, was nothing short of a miracle um and to see how far we've gotten to being divided uh in such a short period of time is amazing uh it's, it's absolutely incredible um, i happened to be in the service during the time period of september 11th and it was weird one day we were walking through stores in our uniforms and nobody was paying attention to us and then september 11th happened and then the day after september 12th all of a sudden, people were holding doors, buying my meals, picking up my checks for me, doing all kinds of really nice things for us as veterans and, or as military members. And it was like, all of a sudden, now that we were needed, people appreciated us, which is about apropos for life, right? You're only important when somebody needs it or needs you. Um, but it's not the case. We should always value people. We should always value our servicemen. We should always never take it for granted that... Those guys are out there putting their neck on the line for this country to keep us from uh, tyranny or from, you know, uh, so I was reading some stuff today about China and how they have like status symbol or uh, quotas that you have to maintain. And if you don't, uh, if you don't do things correctly, you can't buy from vending machines. And if your your status level drops or your social ranking drops, then you lose the ability to go to grocery stores, you lose the ability to go outside, like and this is like a rank structure based on how well you behave according to the government. The government gives you a card and they basically adjust your, your uh, freedoms accordingly to how well you listen and behave to them. So you take the vaccine, you get credit. You, you have your card, whatever. If you're obedient, they're going to give you a little more freedom. But wow, what a crazy world to live in. And then to think about America being becoming that in the future which is where we're headed if we don't do something about what we have going on right now, um, is absurd, you know? It's crazy. Like, I mean, after all the stuff that I've been through, that a lot of other people have been through, the amount of people that have died to get this country to where it's at over the last 300 years, and to think that all that was going to be for nothing, and we're just going to trash it and throw it away. September 11th, 22 years ago, will be... An idea that we won't even talk about anymore because you, it will lower your, so, lower your social ranking in America to bring it up. Or it'll be illegal to bring it up. Or we'll be tearing down the statues to represent that time period. And that's where we're headed as a country. If we keep tearing things down and we keep running and we keep becoming uh, uh, separated from each other, uh, we're going to become China. And, um, you know, as long as you really like to be told what to do all the time and you don't like having an opinion, I guess it's not a terrible way of living. Um, but for me, it sounds miserable um, at best. 
And I can't imagine just, like I said, the amount of loss, the amount of tragedy, the amount of people that have gone before us and died to give us this country that we are going to just flush down the toilet. I just don't see that as being a, a valuable option in our lives. So uh, moral of that story is get out there and vote and get these absolute people that have no idea what they're doing in our country right now out of office and get the right people back in office. Namely, those who never had a war while they were in office, never had a poor economy, you know, start looking at the real things that matter, like what makes a country a country. Is it social issues? Not at all. Social issues have nothing to do with who we are. Um, social issues are, are meant for the rich people. Social issues are something that only first world countries have because social issues don't exist in countries where people are trying to survive. Uh, they don't have time to sit around and come up with social issues. <laughs> so their social issues are did you get fish today? No. Then we are going hungry tonight. And that's where they're at. So they don't sit online and balk about all this craziness that we do. And really the idea of uh, the United States going to a communist or socialist society uh, takes away any kind of like ambition that you might have, right? Because if we're all going to get treated the same, regardless of how much work you put in or how hard you put in, how hard your effort is, then what's the point? Why are we even bother? Everybody else is not going to work hard. We're all going to get the same thing. So we'll all just sit back and relax and uh, collect what we are owed, right? Is that how it works? Well, I don't think that that will go very well. I don't think that people in America are going to be very happy with the people that don't want to contribute. And so the people that are not contributing already are the ones that are in favor of this lifestyle because they want to be given free stuff. They want the people that worked really hard to take care of them. And that's understandable. I would want people to take care of me too. But uh, at the same time, it's never going to happen. People aren't going to do it. They're going to revolt. They're going to riot. They're going to fight back. And there's... Uh, from my experience, when you're in the military, you join the military for one reason, and that's simply because you want to keep this country safe, and you believe in the country, and the way it is, and the people that live here, and that's the most important thing to you. So, no matter who Commander-in-Chief is, if they ordered the United States military to declare war on the United States, I don't believe the servicemen would actually abide because of the fact that it's not real. It's not a, uh, it's not what we're into it for. It's not why we joined the military. We joined the military to keep this country safe, to give us the opportunity to have freedom, to make our own decisions, to complain about the stuff we don't like. And that, to me, is beautiful because I want people to complain. I want people to always challenge the system. I want people to always ask questions. I think it's important that people are always bringing up social issues. I just don't think we should run a country off of them. Um, but also, political matters are not my forte. Don't listen to me. I'm a moron. But I'm just telling you that uh, if you like having an opinion, we have to keep things the way they are. And the only way that you're ever going to be able to achieve the best you you can be is as long as we're free. Because if we lose the ability to be free, then we don't get to choose who our best version of us is anymore. Someone else chooses that for us. And so, frankly, at that point in time, then we all are going to have to fall off our horse. And we're all going to have to sit back and just go, well, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. And we'll never see freedom again in a world that 
doesn't have even a taste of it. I mean, there's a lot of countries that are free, that have practiced democracy, that are not on the verge of losing it. But America is the richest, the most spoiled, most publicized for sure, right? And uh, we're the ones that need to figure it out. We're the ones that need to get it right. Because if we screw it up, then that means that everybody else has a reason to go, well, that didn't work. Let's go try something else. But nothing else is going to work. Social issues are never going to work. If social issues could manage a country, social issues would also be successful in business. But I don't remember the last time I saw a comment. Oh, wait, actually I do. Was it Bud Light? Decided to implement some social issues into their business model, and it didn't go so well, did it? Oops. You know, well, you got to make those decisions in life, and, you know, I don't have any hate or ill will towards whoever the person was that was on the can, which I couldn't care less. I don't drink beer, <laughs> nor do I care about any of those matters. But uh, hopefully that was worth it to them because it was a very special amount of money they lost. So... Um, Stay true to yourself. Stay true to what you believe in. And um, I guess if you run a business, try to stay true to your your business ideas, not your social ideas. Because, I'll be honest, again, at the end of the day, most people don't care. <laughs> and it's sort of like taking away words from people. Uh, I heard Joe Rogan say it on his uh, stand-up, and it really kind of like, affected me a lot the way he said it he was like um well if you don't want me to use the word gay then what word would you like me to use to describe gay shit and he said and you do know that i'm still thinking the word gay when i say whatever word you want me to say right so like does it really matter what comes out of the mouth if they're still thinking the actual word that you would like them not to say and the words don't mean anything anyway, because the only thing that words are is just uh, spells that we cast out of our mouths. And those spells only have power when they are believed in. And so these words uh, that nobody else is buying into, that nobody else believes in, or that nobody else is getting behind, are just words. There's no power. The only way they have power is if you give them power. So if you don't know what a word means, does it have an, is it does it offend you? Are you offended by words? If if somebody told you to go fuck yourself, I'll beep that out by the way. But if someone told you to go fuck yourself in another language, would you be offended if you didn't understand them? The answer is probably not because you don't know what they're saying. So how's it any different if you do know what they're saying? Well, because now they hurt my feelings. But who are they? Never ever does anybody ever want to accept. The opinions of others. Because opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one and they all stink. At least that's what my parents told me when I was a kid. I always thought it was a really funny saying, but also true. Um, you know, everybody's got an opinion and everybody's opinion comes from a different perspective. From where they live, what they went through, what they've grown up with. Uh, what they've experienced and you know you can't say that someone's opinion or belief is wrong because of the way that they you grew up it's just two different stories so to me it's a uh, it's a cool thing that, that we all have different perspectives but it's also a really really cool thing that we can share those perspectives and hopefully respect other people's perspectives and whether we agree or disagree 
learn to live and love and learn to keep balance and people first as opposed to putting these ideals first, right? If you don't agree with me, then I hate you. Well, if that's the case, then you're going to be like always in situations with hate because no one's ever going to agree with everything that you say. No one's ever going to agree with anything that anyone ever says. That's just not the way it works. So there's always going to be difference in opinions. There's 2,900 versions of Christianity in the United States, all from the same book. That's pretty uh, wild to me because I don't know about you, but I can't think of any other books that have that many variations that spun off of them, even Marvel or DC, which is getting kind of chaotic out there. So I don't know if you guys have heard about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but I was educated by my son that Snow White is no longer white. And there's no more dwarves. They're regular people. And Snow White is no longer going to be saved by the prince. Uh, actually, she's seeking political uh, power, I think. And he is, the, the prince is actually a stalker. As my 15-year-old is explaining to me the new Snow White movie. And apparently the girl that's playing Snow White doesn't even like the movie or the story. And so <laughs> she's... It's very exciting. I wonder who sat back and made those decisions, those calls. All I know is it makes me feel really good about the opportunity that I may still make it in the world because somebody out there might think that I'm a great person to put into, I don't know, pick your story. What could I do? Who could I be? And so uh, all I know is that I can focus only on one thing, and that's being the most perfect me I can be, which perfectly you is okay because... If you wake up every day and you evaluate and you go through yourself and you say to yourself, you know what? I did the best I could. I was the best person I could be and I didn't hurt anybody and I made sure that I was honest and I came from a place of love. And then you're going to uh, be able to live each and every day in a really peaceful place. You're going to be able to relax. You're going to be able to take deep breaths. You're going to be able to sit and paint. You're going to be able to do all kinds of creative things, which creation is my meditation, right? That's what the new mantra for me is. Um, as I'm planning on going on this trip, as I'm sitting and painting my painting, as I'm breathing in the morning, as I'm practicing being a better person every day, uh, for whatever that means for that day, um, each and every time that I am, I'm learning about myself and I'm learning about how I am or I'm learning about how I was or I'm learning about what I used to do or how I used to do things and honestly I don't know that there's ever a point where you ever stop learning or stop growing or stop finding out about yourself which is the beauty of of life is that we're just always getting better if we choose to um, or you know the other side of things is life's hard I can't do it uh, I'm not going to participate anymore and those people uh, have that right, you know, again, each his own. Let them make their decisions. But at the same time, let's hope they don't take people out in the process. You know, there's no reason to hurt other people for any reason at all. Even if they were going to hurt you, the best thing you can do is let that go. Forgive them. Love them. Everything is forgivable. Everything. There's nothing that is not forgivable. It might be harder on levels to forgive some things than others. But it's all forgivable, everything in our lives. And all you have to do is remember that one thing. If you were in the other person's shoes, would you hope that someone would forgive you? And if you think that way, and you look at people and you act accordingly, and you realize that we're all damaged people, and that none of us are 
coming from healthy places and a lot of us have a lot of really big problems inside ourselves and then you can start to have compassion and if you start to have compassion then you start to live a life of love because all the great teachers always taught what love they were all teachers of love love was always their religion and uh you can get behind the titles or the deities or the names or the stories and you know there's a lot of great stuff to be learned from them but also understanding that the life of love was really what it was about and uh, anything and anybody else who's still around today all the greatest people that we remember were remembered for either love or for hate uh, because hate is also makes you infamous right but it's still memorable because it's the opposite of love and the duality of nature says that we have to have the same balance so you can't have love without hate which means that if i'm a creature and a teacher of love that means there's somebody out there who is a destroyer of love that means there's somebody out there who's out there as my equal on the other side of the spectrum and to that person you're going to have a lot of work cut out for you because I plan on living a big time life of love and you're going to have to try to level that out. So I'm going to make it as challenging as possible for whoever my alter ego is that's on the other side of the spectrum while encouraging and forgiving that person for what they're doing because they should still be trying to be the best version of themselves. So let me get off my soapbox and get back onto my art creation here that I really don't know where I'm going with, but I love it. I love the paint strip. I love the moment. I love the story that I learned from myself by reading my own painting. Wow. I can't believe I just said that. It sounds so dumb, but whatever. It's like, you know, art is making sense to me now and not just the art that I do, but the art that I didn't know I could do. And again, it's not about whether it's good or bad. It's about creation. Can you create? What do you create? Do you wake up every day and create? Uh, creation is my meditation became my new mantra because of the fact that I'm taking on and trying out all these new creative outlets. I'll be honest, it's uh, it's fun. It's actually a lot of fun. So, got some new stuff coming up here shortly. You guys will be uh, paying attention to that. Also, a uh, big trip coming up. Excited about that. Looking forward to seeing some old homies and getting plugged into some people I haven't seen in a minute. And teaching some really cool workshops that are uh, new designs and new ideas and new audiences, etc., etc. So stay tuned. Conversations with Chris is going to continue on. We've got a lot of interviews, too. I promise. I know I've been saying that. But, you know, life's thrown me a couple curveballs lately. So I've had to uh, keep focusing on myself and dial inward, which is what I've been doing. And that inward dialing has allowed me to sit and give you guys what I... I'm taking away from it. So if you've learned nothing throughout the last however long I've been doing this for, then that's amazing because I feel like I've learned so much from myself. So uh, anyway, have a great week. September 11th is never a day to forget. Remember those who serve and uh, show them love. Show everyone love. And don't strive to be perfect because there is no such thing. Uh, strive to be perfectly you. And that way you can always be the best version of yourself. And people will be grateful for you showing them that version. Have a great week. I love you all. And I will talk to you next week. See you.